I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. So Donnie is not here, but Dylan is here. Fill in. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it crazy that you were on episode four and now this is like going to be episode 40? I didn't know that it was that soon into it. I thought you guys had done more than just four by that what last year Thanksgiving, was it? Yeah, no, Thanksgiving was our fourth episode. That's cool. When we were baby podcasters. Now you have over a thousand listens. That's true, yeah. How does it feel to be famous? I mean, it is kind of crazy, right? Because, like, I didn't tell a thousand people about it. Are they, like, a thousand different viewers? Or is it just over your 40 podcasts you've gotten a thousand listens? That. Okay. So, like, most of them are probably Kennedy, you know? Okay. I Uh, thought it was, like, a thousand people were listening to your podcast, and I was like, oh, dang. Oh, no. That would be wild. Yeah. But, actually, I just looked recently, and only 8% of our listens come from Arizona. Yeah, what? So like all your friends in New York are also listening? A lot, passing 40% it around. of them come from California, and I don't know that many people in California. So there are definitely what, what, people I don't a, know listening to this podcast. Um, oh, wow, I just blanked on her name. Kendall? Yeah, what if, if Kendall Kendall's just, just like, like <laughs> passing out your podcast to people? That would be cool. <laughs> so yeah, I. Um, it's pretty wild that it's like that old. And now you're back a year later, and here we are. We're, We're here. too. I said round two. Yes. We're here today to talk about all the things you think are weird about our stuff. Because interestingly, when you were here at Thanksgiving, something you said that I thought was really crazy was like, how were we raised by the same people? And yet we ended up being like so different. (laughs) So just to expand on that, basically me and Jordan went polar opposite routes on our style and design aspect of life. True. Um, Jordan went big city, old, chic, like redone classical stuff. Oh, you think I'm chic? That's so nice. <laughs> kind of thing. So she'll like be walking through New York, find something somebody thrown out. She'll be like, oh, that's cute. And then she'll like take it and redo it into her own style, whether that's decoupage or just refinishing or whatever she does with it. And like that becomes her aesthetic. Whereas like I went straight suburbs, Arizona. <laughs> brand new things make me happy you love new things i love new things (laughs) so like when i go get new things for my house i like go to the store and i'm like that one and then it stays (laughs) that way until i'm over it and (laughs) well and you also own a house now i did um over the past few months i purchased a house that's three months old now congratulations thank you so you have also a different experience you own property you're like worried about a roof (laughs) <laughs> you have a, a bigger space to take care of than I do. I do. I do. I think what is, this is, you did measure this once. 540. 540. Mm-hmm. So I have 1,800 square feet, so it's like three times bigger. Dane, our younger brother, was here recently, and he told me your house was really cool. He did not tell me my apartment was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> not bitter. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, I think that, you know, we're 
we're different for a lot of reasons, right? We're different because we're different people and we have different interests and we're into different things. Um, we're different because we live different lifestyles and that necessarily creates different types of homes that we live in. But it's just funny because I kind of want our parents' route where, like, we grew up in suburb Arizona right. with, like, newer houses, newer things. And, like, I stayed in that kind of realm of the things that I have, whereas, like, you came out and you were, like big city new york <laughs> apartment i won't be crazy and make all this old stuff fancy and yeah that's just kind of funny how we <laughs> just like completely opposite even though we grew up the same though there's one thing that we have in common and it is our kitchen towels oh yes jordan <laughs> found these fancy linen towels i'll link them in the podcast or in the show notes again i talked about them on the podcast though. and they're fantastic towels this is actually, I'm really proud of this because this is my first confirmed like podcast wreck. You heard about them on the podcast and then you texted me and were like, tell me about these towels. <laughs> so the backstory on the towels, I, um, I was cleaning my stove one time after using and I was not patient enough and I went too quickly after I had used the stove and I burned a hole in one of my cotton towels. <laughs> And was like, I had like had it for a while, like too long after I burned it. And like, <laughs> it just had this tiny hole in it. And um, so it wasn't like a fire situation. No, it was no, more no, no, of no. A it like, yeah, it like melted a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, so there was a very small hole in the middle of it. And we were, um, when I moved into the new house, I was like, I should probably buy like real towels and be an adult instead of having these like dollar store cotton towels that still have holes in them. So I texted you about it. I was like, hey, you love those towels. I do. I love them. Um, what, like, what were they and where can I get some? Yeah, and actually, I ended up buying them for you because you had just bought a house, so you had zero dollars. Uh, and they're not <laughs> like the cheap, they're not dollar store towels they're by not. any means. Um, but yeah, I like them because they're super absorbent. I liked them also because you could get colors that didn't include white. Um, I really I, hate white things. Yeah, especially I hate, like that you use to like clean stuff right? with, because then it just gets gross and you have to like bleach it so it looks white again yeah i hate that so i was really happy that these were like colors other than striped um <laughs> and so yeah they've been working really well and it sounds like they've been working really well for you as well i do really like them um they do get like cotton towels you know how when they get like absorbent they like kind of like streak things and like leave water lines on stuff yeah these ones when they absorb you can like very visually see that there's too much water in them and you can go to the next one. Yeah. So like, and it doesn't really leave that watery finish, even if you like overuse the towel. Soaks it up. Yeah. Nice. So, so two wrecks for the towels. <laughs> we'll relink. But that's it. Those are the only things we have in common. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are the only same things. So what's the weirdest thing I own and or do? It can be like a, a habit thing as well, because I think the other thing that's different about our homes is that I have like a lot of specific habits. Yeah. So I think for number one, I have a tie for number one okay. between, um, I think you said it was Donnie's friend's painting of the woman on oh, your wall. Oh, yeah, Creepy Mary. Yeah, who like... To me, 100% looks like either, like, a homeless person or, like, you remember, um, oh, wow, Snow White, when the witch turned into, like, the old lady to give her the apple? Yeah. That's, like, kind of what the painting looks like. Yeah. Is the old lady's face with the hood on. Um, and that one just, just 
purely based off of appearance like it's a very nice like well done painting it and is, it's very yes. professional and very stuff. evocative but like just what it's of is very creepy <laughs> just like oh yeah when i first looked at it i definitely didn't think of mary it was just like creepy old person or like homeless person and then also tied for number one is your mannequin arm that is just like hanging on your wall. I felt you would say that. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you're just like creeped out by the whole gallery wall. No, because like I like all the other paintings <laughs> on the wall. Like you have that nice poem and the nice city painting. It was just like those two like main pieces, I guess, would be what they are because they take up a large portion of your gallery wall. So, arm backstory. Um, yes. Jordan one day texts me while I'm at work and she's like, mm. hey, how do I hang this fake arm on my wall? And I was like, what do you mean? How do I hang a fake arm on my wall? And she texted me this picture and it's basically, um, it's porcelain. a hand mannequin. Yeah. It's a porcelain hand mannequin for like a gloves in the department store. Yeah. So it's like seventies ish kind of era hand mannequins. Um, got a little bit bigger base so that it stands up and is more stable. And she was trying to nail it into the wall with like long nails yeah um to try to get it to stay up there and i basically gave her two options i was like you can either buy long enough nails and put them at an angle so it like rolls into the wall or you could tie a rope around it and hang it from the rope and she went the rope route and just basically there's a rope tied around the wrist (laughs) and the bottom of the arm and it's like hanging from that that rope yeah dylan's an engineer so sometimes when i need like an execution idea, I go to Dylan. Um, And my vision initially for the hand was that it would kind of just be like floating against the wall. I was thinking like command strips or something like that, like getting something between the fingers that would hold it up. I realized very quickly that because it's a cylinder, that just really wasn't gonna work out. It's also quite heavy, and so I would need to like anchor it to the wall in some way. And I thought that the rope idea was a good one, not like, exactly how i was imagining it but definitely the most secure because the only thing creepier than having a hand on your wall is if that hand then like falls on people sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i like i like anthropomorphic things so that's probably like the when i'm walking through a store if there's a piece of decor shaped like a body part and or animal i'm like oh that's very cool but it's not like anthropomorphic is like definitely a hand like it was meant to be a hand it was designed to be a hand it was meant to be used as a hand or i feel like anthropomorphic is more like a your table that is also a face (laughs) like (laughs) which is less creepy to you i think it's definitely less creepy it's still weird but like less creepy because like it's a table yeah that like somebody was like what if i made this a face whereas like you just bought an arm that was meant to be an arm that like was supposed to be a fake arm Yeah, I think it's um, an example of something I like to do where I take something that isn't art and kind of like use it in a display way, like the book that's underneath it, you know, like it's, I find often that I'm walking through stores and because I like old things, this happens to me a lot and I'll see an old thing and I'm like, oh, that's really cool, but it doesn't do you any good to just like own an old thing, Yeah, you know, because then it just like goes like on a shelf somewhere and you never look at it and (laughs) it's weird. Um, So I like turning those things into art. A lot of people don't like this arm, though. A lot of people it's, are very unnerved by I feel it. like it's it's more creepy just because of, like, how old it is and the fact that, like, <laughs> not many people are used to, like, display hands for gloves. Like, when you first sent it to me, I was like, oh, you bought a creepy old prosthetic hand. 
that like if it somebody were probably used. Hand, it would be like haunted. Yeah, see, yeah. like that's the thing. Like that's why it's creepy is because like, like I I guess that was probably the first time that I've ever seen a hand that was like meant for retail display so like in mm. my mind i just went straight for prosthetic and like was attached to somebody at one point and i was like that's <laughs> creepy why is that on your wall that's fair that <laughs> wouldn't have been as cool um yeah and i think the the mary thing that was given to us so like i we are not religious people yeah, no. so i would not own a painting of mary i think that it is supposed to evoke sort of like a we're looking at it. That's what's happening right now. Uh, like a sort of more somber and like darker emotion, which is why it's Definitely. kind of unnerving. And you also can't exactly tell where it's looking. Yeah, her eyes are kind of closed in like a downward head tilt kind of way. Yeah. So it's not a direct portrait. It's very much like it looks like a you're like invading someone's private moment, yeah. you know? And yeah, I... I like it out here, actually. We had it in the bedroom for a while. and like that would be way creepier. It, it definitely was. Because then it, you, like, wake up looking at Mary. And it also, like, <laughs> didn't it all go in that room? And I was kind of like, oh, these aren't really colors that we, like, have around. But actually, when we, like, redid all of the art after we painted the apartment, it kind of, like, went with the other things that were happening in this gallery wall. So I thought that was, like, a good space for it it also takes up a good amount of space i don't know if you find this because you probably have way more walls than i do but like also you need like, to like what? fill walls with <laughs> shit you know and sometimes you're just like oh man can i like find something else that's gonna go here <laughs> see i since i just moved into my house and i'm like i guess the stereotypical like bachelor dude i literally have like a painting <laughs> it's like <laughs> is it a tiny painting also? no well i mean like it's like um, a regular size. It's more like, um, like cut up pieces of paper made into art. Okay. So this guy made like cut up a bunch of things related to coffee and then like made oh, it nice. into this guy drinking coffee. Oh man, you can take a pic of it and I'll put it oh, in the yeah, show notes. I can do that when I get home. Um, <laughs> but so like, there's like definitely just like a lot of blank walls in my house <laughs> <laughs> and Grace rides me about it all the time. She's like, we need to do something to fill this space. So I was like, ah, no. Are you going to paint? Um, I think I'm going to paint an access wall in my room. Or accent wall. And not an access wall. An <laughs> accent where wall your in my secret room, room is. Yeah. And that's the wall through which you access it. <laughs> yes. But I think I'm going to paint an accent wall in my room. Um, but I think I'm going to, like, my, my walls are fairly, like, a light shade of gray. Mm -hmm. I think most of it is going to stay that way. Mostly because I'm lazy and don't know what to do. That's fair. You could listen to my podcast more and then you would know what to do. <laughs> Have mom come over and paint my house. Yeah. Mom is great at painting houses. Yes. But yeah, so I like, yeah, your, your art is like very, just either very subtle or like very in your face. That's true. I think that it's a good, um, it's good to go like both ways, right? Like not every piece of art in your house can be in your face or true. people would be like stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's nice a uh, little bit to have pieces that, like, on their own wouldn't be particularly interesting, but if you kind of group them all together, they kind of become, like, cool to look at. Yeah. And I think size affects that a lot, too. I have collected, like, a lot of small art. I'm not really in the business of, like, collecting large pieces of art. <laughs> I'm not there yet. For your three walls. Um, so 
if you group a bunch of small things together, suddenly they become more interesting to look at than just having like one tiny thing on a wall. It's like all of your trippy pots by your windows. Yeah, I like that as well. I have like I don't have a ton of big plants, but I have a good number of like small to medium sized plants and together they kind of create that look, right? Rather than having like three big plants, which I wouldn't be able to put anywhere. Yeah. Or you like wouldn't be able to walk around. Yeah, just take up that entire wall with your windows. Yeah. yeah. Big plants. I have seen people who will build like a shelving unit within their window so that you can put like several levels of plants and that would be cool but we have so few windows and they're all north facing windows that it would just say, be like dark it would block a lot of light yeah. if you just put your pots in inside the whole window and it's a very delicate balance between like human life and plant life you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i do like talking about your pots i feel like your some of your pots are a little creepy too like your butt pot you had the butt pot? I don't like the butt pot mostly because there's like, it's, there's a wiener on the front of it. Yeah, it's a, it is a, a like if you turn the butt pot it's around. It's a 360 it, degree yeah, It's experience. just like awkward if you yeah. like turn the butt pot around and then there's just like wiener next to your, your butt plant in your butt pot. Yeah, it's super real. I mean, I did that on purpose. It's supposed to be a butt plant and a butt plot. I was like pretty proud of myself for it. <laughs> um... Actually, yeah, when I, I asked for both of these for Christmas, I you think, did. and when I did, people were also like, this is very tacky, what are you doing? I think I had the vision, though. Like, these are some of my favorite pots, and I think that I love them. I just think they're so funny. I like that the boo pot, like, is a little bit saggy, you know? It's not pornographic, <laughs> it's just, like, real. <laughs> does that make it better though yeah i think that it's really charming in that okay. way it's just like like it's not an idealized version of a female body it's just like what a body is um and then something about how real the butt pot is like it's not just a butt it's like you can see the little muscles <laughs> see like i feel like that's okay done. It's, that's a word for it <laughs> Um, I feel like, the, so like if right now when you sit in the living room, all you see of the butt pot is the butt and the plant inside of it. Yes. But like just maybe this is like a society thing, but it's just like the fact that I know that if I walk to the other side of the pot, I could see like a very <laughs> like blatant <laughs> penis on the front of it makes it more uncomfortable. And, like, maybe that's just um, a society thing about not wanting to see those parts of the human body. Whereas, like, if it was more muted and just, like... Like a Ken doll. Yeah, then it would be way, way better. I will say that, personally, like, for plant care, you're supposed to rotate your plants when they're inside so that you're not getting sunlight all from one direction. I do not rotate that pot. I wanted the pot for the butt aspect, and the other side of it is not the part that attracted me to it. And if it were just a penis pot, I would not have wanted it. <laughs> I find that to be like slightly aggressive yeah. um, in a way that I don't want in my decor. <laughs> However, I feel that perhaps not everyone has that experience. Some people probably like that side of the pot, and I'm, I'm happy I'm sure. for them, you know? Um, but yeah, personally for my aesthetic, I think the butt is funny and that's why I have that pot. And I think it's funny that the plant in it is like entirely round. <laughs> yeah. 
is supposed to be a butt cactus. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think you. This is something I think about a lot, like, when I'm consuming content in this space, like, people who make their livings blogging about decor and stuff, a lot of it is about staging and lighting and making sure that your shot is, like, perfect so that people want to share it on social media. And I think that's very valid because those are beautiful pictures, but, like, I think living in your own home is just about having stuff that you like and stuff that makes you happy. And so, like... There are certain contexts in which perhaps I wouldn't want, like, the picture to be entirely of that butt pot. But when I come home and I'm like, look at these things that I have, like, that makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm going to buy you, like, 12 of them. And then when I'm there for Christmas, I'm going to hide them. (laughs) And your house is so big that it's going to, like, take you a minute to find them all. Kennedy's just going to hoard them all into her (laughs) room and put all of her plants in the butt. See, okay, so, like, I turned people, too. When I I asked for the boob one first, and people were like, that's really tacky, and I hate it. And I was like, I don't really care. I want you to buy it for me. And then I got it, and I took it out, and people were like, oh, actually, that's, like, really cute. And I was like, yeah, see, you just have to have, like, the vision. (laughs) It just has to be real instead of pictures. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I find something very charming about it. Trying to think of what other weird things you do. Oh, your whole, like, natural thing mm, yeah. that's going on right now over the, what has been, like, a year probably that you've been trying to go more green. At least six months, I would say. We get, uh, or I get texts from Jordan every once in a while asking me questions about, like, what if I do this thing to be more green? <laughs> Dylan is good at science. And uh, I think my favorite one so far was the razor. Oh, man, you were pissed about the razor. It was so... Jordan (laughs) used to go out and buy those, like, large packs of throwaway razors that were the plastic ones that you get, like, 40 in a pack. It costs, like, like 15 bucks or something. Actually, I was getting three for 10, so I also felt like I was getting kind of ripped off, you know? Because they sell, like, those giant bags of, like, reusable razor... Oh, yeah, I can't... I don't... We don't have, um like bulk stores that I have oh, access to. Okay. So I had to go to like Target or Rite Aid. And yeah, I was getting three or four for 10 to 15 bucks. Okay, never mind. Jordan was getting destroyed by plastic razors. Yeah, but... see, like it wasn't like a great situation <laughs> for me anyway. But one day she texted me and she was like, hey, what happens if I buy this like super expensive all metal yeah. razor instead of wasting all this money on plastic and uh, just throwing it away and basically like being bad for the world because i also thought in my brain that they were recyclable because they're made of plastic and metal which are two recyclable materials but it turns out that at least in new york city you cannot recycle a safety razor so i also was like oh it's not that bad and then i was like no actually this is just landfill trash you know so I get this text, and she was like, what if I spend this large amount of money on this all-metal razor? I think it was 75 And then just buy, basically, blades for the razor, because right. you would just have to replace the blades when they get dull. Um, to which my response was, basically, when you get the razor, it's going to be wrapped in just as much plastic. All of the blades and what you buy from them will be wrapped in just as much plastic as if you bought plastic razors anyway. <laughs> because the way, just in most cases, I don't know, this this company was marketing towards green people, right. so maybe they, their packaging was better. But most places when they sell you things, like if you're part of the Dollar Shave Club, which I was for a while, 
all of those razors come in a plastic container, even though they only sell you blades after they give you the original razor. So it's still a lot of plastic waste anyway. But then she was like, but it's this much money and all this stuff. And she's like, if I stop doing it, then it'll save the environment more. And I was, I'm, <laughs> I have more of a negative view on green things <laughs> because of just like impact towards large companies who do these kinds of things. Whereas like if one person stops buying their $10 razors, they're going to produce just as many $10 razors. It doesn't stop them from producing the amount of razors they produced before. They just make one less sale a month which in their grand scheme of things doesn't really matter because more people are going to grow up to the age in which they need razors and will surpass the number of people who stopped using their razors. I think that's a valid viewpoint. And I do text you to hear those viewpoints because you are usually more rational about those things than I am. I get in these moods where I'm like, I have to save everything. (laughs) Um, What I do is super important. Um, And so, yeah, that that was a valid concern, specifically like, uh, the company that manufactures, like Venus Razors, is still making the same number of razors. I will say that I was thinking about doing a Dollar Shave Club thing as well, and the reason I didn't was because of, like, you're going to just keep getting stuff in plastic. It's going to keep being shipped to you. Um, Leaf, which is the razor I own, actually came in recyclable packaging, so um, the blades come in little, like, wrapped-up pieces of paper. Yeah, okay. So... That was nice. Um, I did also know that buying that razor wasn't going to pay for itself for like a minute. Um, it, it wasn't like, oh, if I use this razor two times, I will have saved money for myself. I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but like I've been trying over the past year to kind of like think about how I relate to my money and how I spend my money because it sucks to like buy something and then feel kind of sad about it, you know, to be like, oh, I just spent $15 and it made me feel bad. But I had to, so I'm going to keep spending the $15. That makes me feel bad. I want to shave myself, so like (laughs) I need to spend the $15. Um, And so for me, it's kind of been an exercise in just like doing a little more research about like what are my options, right? Like I was buying those razors probably because those were the razors mom used and like those are the razors I started using like... 15 years ago and those are the razors I've always used um and so it's like there are a lot of razors out there let me see what the options are um there's I guess an even greener option where it's like a one blade razor but the reviews that I read about those were like there's a learning curve there's a hundred percent a learning curve for those I don't have time personally to be like hacking the shit out of my legs until I figure out how to use the safety razor so like that was out for me but I thought that this was like a good middle ground of like I'm gonna be spending more money but I'm gonna feel better spending that money because I feel like I got the thing that I researched and decided was a good option so I don't know. Do you feel better about spending the money on this razor than you do about the 10 to $15 razors? I actually like it a lot. Um, I had a bit of a learning curve with this as well because I didn't use shaving cream before, which is maybe weird. Um, but I have since started using a shaving soap, which I'm obsessed with. Um, I remember that podcast. I, I talk about that like <laughs> extensively. I like it a lot. The Dr. Bronner shaving soap. I will relink it in the show notes for people. <laughs> um, and that made the razor better. And now I think it's like totally great. Um, I found a place where you can actually recycle the used blades as well. So I feel like I'm... 
Is it like a the way I want. like a cluster of blades, like a five blade razor, or is it a single? Like... It is a three blade razor, so it is fewer blades than I was previously using. But do they sell you like the heads specifically? No. So the razor is one piece, and the head unscrews and like flips up, and then you put the individual razors in. Okay. So if you're like a monster who likes to shave with one blade, you can use this razor as a one blade razor. <laughs> Why you do that, I don't know. Like, I want to have as many blades as possible. I think I was using a five-blade razor before I switched, and I was a little concerned about it, but with the shaving soap, I haven't had any issues with the three-blade head. That's good. Yeah. They're also actually, like, mostly marketed toward men, um, and a lot of the reviews are from men, but they have, like, a rose gold option if you want to have the lady one. I got black because I hate rose gold, but... I feel like guys do rose gold, too. I mean... It's like a new... Razors are not inherently yeah. gendered, so you can have whatever color <laughs> like... razor you want. I, you know how, though, you can just, like, tell when a product is being marketed toward a woman? Like, when they're like, this is a man product, but we have, like, made one for you. <laughs> like, I was looking into this other shaving soap, and the reason I didn't get it was because it was, like, a man's... It was marketed toward men, and then they were like, we made a mango flavor for ladies. It's like, just because I'm a lady doesn't mean I want to smell like mango, you know? Mango is delicious, but, you know, like, I I actually use unscented soap because my skin is very delicate. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want, like, to buy this hyper-masculine soap. I, I don't know. I feel like most of those, like, shaving-type activities are marketed towards guys just in general. Like, Dollar Shave Club was solely for men for, like, the first few years that it was out before it got big enough to market to other things. They actually started a bunch of lady ones as well. I was looking into like a lot of women specific ones that they have now that like, I think one of them is called Billy or something with an IE so that it's like... Oh, so it's feminine? Yeah. 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 And all the razors are like pink and purple. I don't really <laughs> like using pink products. I'm not really like a pink person. So I don't know. That's just... If it makes person. you feel better. I can't see colors. So... Yeah. I mean, is that like is probably nice in some ways. Obviously difficult in a lot of ways, but like you don't know what the product being marketed to you is like gendered. So, it's true. You can just feel like normal about it rather than feeling all that societal pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what other weird things do you do? Here, I feel like, well, you guys like intensely compost. Mm, we do like a compost. But I don't know if that's more of like the the city thing making like your trash difficult or if that's like a a you going green thing because like new york city trash is way more intense than arizona trash is where like i can throw anything in any bin and nobody yells at me (laughs) whereas like here if you like breathe wrong on the trash can you get a citation that is correct yes um i think we started doing it because it was super easy for us to do it. It's a program that the city offers and it's so close to our apartment to dispose of it. Um, Before we were this close to a green market, we didn't. And we didn't even like think about it. But I think we, it was one of the first things we started doing that was kind of a green thing. And it um, like, A, it made less trash. B, it made our trash smell less bad. And see, it was, it's just kind of like a cool process in a way. I'd never thought about composting before. It was something that Donnie was like into. Um, our parents don't do it. No, no. no. I've never known anyone to do it. Mom tried it for like a little bit when she tried to grow gardens, but then mm-hmm. like the gardens kept dying, so she just gave up on the composting <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> well, I think it would be harder too if you had to keep the compost like in your yard or something. I think that's where she did it. It was like in a box outside. Yeah. Um, that's less attractive to me than just like disposing of it like it is trash and that like it goes to a city plant to be processed. Um, and so, yeah, it was just something really easy to do that kind of felt useful, I guess. Um, cause I don't know something I talk about this like all the time, probably people on the podcast have heard it like 10 times. It was always so weird to me that dad had that tiny trash under his sink because it was like, you have to take this out every day. And when I became an adult, I realized you can't have a full-size trash can for just your trash because it will start to smell immediately. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like throw out all of these half-empty bags. So I actually got like a smaller trash can for my actual trash. Um, and it just like prolongs that little amount of time that I cannot take out the trash. And actually, secretly, I hate taking out the trash. I find it to be very tedious. And so if <laughs> I can like leave the trash in there for four days rather than three and it doesn't smell like ass, all about it. See, like I found that like, I don't take out my trash very frequently um, just because like, I have a large trash can, but I have one of the lidded ones. So you, like, does that help? It smells real bad when you open the lid, <laughs> but after the lid is closed, it's fine. Especially if you like, acceptable to you if you like lifestyle. throw food stuffs away, you got like a day before it starts to smell really right. bad inside. Um, but like it, if my house doesn't smell, I guess it doesn't really bother me because you get that, like, punch in the face when you, like, throw something away. But, like, I also don't throw it away until my trash can's full. Mm. Also, though, you kind of have more space. Like, if you, like, throw something away and then you, like, go sit and watch TV, the trash isn't, like, right there. That's true. Our trash is, like, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I... I don't know. I think more people in the city should do it. Like, I I think a lot of things, you shouldn't ruin your whole life in order to, like, live a green lifestyle. Because (laughs) as you pointed out, like, fundamentally, we're part of a non-green system of, like, it'd be one of those, just, like, our economy is that way. It'd be something completely different if, like, a large group of the mass, like, society decided to, like, stop using plastic razors, then Venus would have to figure some stuff out to, like, continue to be a large company. But, like, one or two people out of a couple thousand like doesn't affect them enough for them to change the way that they produce things. But I think like if I throw my eggshells into this bin rather than like into the trash, that doesn't inconvenience my life in any way. And I feel like fine about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, I think we've talked about this before where it's like a, you should do whatever makes you feel better about what you're doing. Like my negativity on greenness should not (laughs) affect your ability to continue to be green. It does not. It's just like one of those things where it's, it's, you should know, like you shouldn't be one of those green people who walks around and is like, I'm saving the world. No, certainly not. But like if you doing your best to do what you can to be green, like all for it, if that's what makes you happy, I'm going to continue to use my plastic things. Cause that's what makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's fair. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> I feel like most of the other weird stuff that you have slash do is related to green things. So I don't know if we want to keep poking at that button, but like, that's okay. I think that this was like a good overview of our 
difference. Maybe when I'm home for Christmas, we'll do like a... A not green things that I do. Yeah. Or, or like, like a we'll, weird stuff that I have. Yeah. We'll assess Dylan's lifestyle and see <laughs> what the uh, differences are. Maybe I'll get there and I'll realize that your house is way cooler than mine and I've made all the wrong choices in life. Dane was right the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.